Hello. Hey, Marilyn. How are you today? I'm great, Dan. How are you? I'm pretty good. Pretty good. Cock of the walk. Nice. That's me. Oh, good. Do you feel it? Do you feel it in the air? Yeah, I feel it. Do you feel it? Do you really feel it? Yeah, of course. What is it? What the feeling is? No. Classic odds and sods episode. Ooh, I like those. Oh, I got sods and I got odds, buddy. Woo! All right. Okay. Closing the document. Closing the canary. (sighs) I can't believe it's May. That's the end of May. I know. It's very upsetting to me. Hmm. I know I say that every week, but you know, it's always a week later when we talk. Yeah. 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 A whole week has gone by, a complete week. Yeah, but I've gathered some of the best of the odds and the sods. We have a couple potential. We have a couple potential. I'll edit edit that. uh, The show will never air. Yeah. Couple of potential questions from listeners. Uh, Yeah, I always feel like we kind of give the same answer to listeners. There's no easy answer, and you should try hard. Yeah. But that's the right, but about, everyone wants to hear it in a different context, and then it, well, then it makes maybe, sense. Maybe three times a year, I say to myself, I say, I, have we drifted too far from our original purpose of helping people? Mm-hmm. No. I don't think we have. Not at all. I think, I think the truth is that there is actually, I mean, it's so funny, because like, I see this show for in my own little miniature biography. I see the stage of my life where I was writing pretty straightforward productivity advice that I, right. that I hope was smart. But like one thing I really liked about this show as a break from that was to talk about, well, you know, how much is your productivity stuff potentially getting in the way and how much, how much of your creative and productivity problems stem from something that's really like shockingly simple, <laughs> which is not always the case, but that's often the case. Yeah. So, so we try to help people by reframing, but you know, I also like to talk about things like Apple TV. But that, that can help people too. I hope it does. I hope people enjoy it. They better, but but this is this is I got some classic classic hot bits coming in hot, some old school <laughs> classic advice about how to use devices and stuff. <laughs> okay, well it's been a big week, like how to like boot up an iPhone or something. Do a double boot, <laughs> Dub, double boot. You uh, um, no, the, I I just because you know when I'm preparing for the show, I know you like it when I prepare. I love that. I try to go through and I call through. I'll tell you what I do. I'll tell you about my process. Trust my process. Part okay. of my process is I look at apps that I have acquired in the last week or two. I look at apps that have updated in the last week or two. I look at things like stuff that I have watched on uh, the television set, things that I have read, and I try to, uh, from that, cull a few things that might be useful. Okay. Pounce on productivity, am I right? Yeah. No, I like all this. I like where you're, I like your, I like to know about your process. I like to know what you do. Thank you. Um, but you're doing okay, right? I'm doing all right. Are you still growing a mu- out a mustache? Oh, no. No, no, no. That went a while ago. Okay. I've got some photos. It's not very um, flattering. Like every everybody who is capable of growing a mustache, regardless of age, gender, doesn't matter. If you're capable of doing it, you've got to try it at least once. That's, I kind of felt like related to that, like this, I mean, there may be another time in my life where I just decide to let, let to grow a beard. Like you actually grow a beard to de- decide to let myself go for a couple months. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't flattering. I mean, it is very gray at this point and it makes me look drawn. <laughs> Gaunt? Gaunt. It makes me look like a wraith. <laughs> that could be a good look though for you. <laughs> With a hoodie? Yeah. Could be a great Put look. the hoodie on and yeah, just I- stare out of it at people. You know, you know, like someone says, like you wait in line somewhere 
and and just stare at the person when they're like, "Oh, may, may I help you, sir?" You don't even say anything. You just stare at them for like two, three seconds, and then walk yes. out. And they have to do a saving throw. Yeah, because they know that my gaze means saving this throw. line is fifteen items or less. That's right. Uh. Yeah. Um, you got anything at the top of the show? Uh, I have. Well, I have this document that you sent over. <laughs> oh, that's just the start. That's just. I'm I just like the started. last item. I'm ready for that one. Excited for that one. Oh, uh, let me see what I sent you. I've updated it and moved things around. Oh, let me see what I wrote. Well, do, the, do, do. the oh, last foo. item is just like foo. foo. Yeah. Yeah, I do a lot of foo. Drive, drive Syracuse are crazy. Yeah. I like to maintain. So when I make a list in the markdown or I make a list in Google Doc or wherever I do it, I always create three bullets. Food bar and baths. And then I've got a place where I can enter if I don't want it to be at the top of the list. I can jump in at any point and add it in. Mm. You know, it's pretty mm-hmm. canny if mm-hmm. you think about it. Yeah. Food bar, baths. Right. And you just edit and delete. Insert. And Charles are crazy, though, because, like, in our document, I just read, updated the document for reconcilable differences because we recorded tonight, and, like, every one of the headings has one bullet under it for foo, and I know he hates that. Mm. But then you gotta, you got to re, uh, you know, you got to reformat and stuff like that. It's for the birds. Um, well, the only I had just a, a little bit of a news. Please, uh, I don't think I have an hour's worth of sods, but I definitely have a lot of odds. Is that Jake Gyllenhaal will be <laughs> in the Spider-Man Homecoming next movie? He is going to be Mysterio. Why do I think Mysterio is a DC villain? Who is Mysterio? Mysterio is the dude who's the classic Spider-Man villain. He wears the big green tights with the purple cloak and his head is like a, a bubble head giant yeah bu- bubble head bu- bu- bubble head and he's got two sort of glove gauntlet type things and then yeah the big bu- bu- bubble head bubble head i don't think i could have placed mysterio he's not he's like one of the i mean he's if you read the comics he's one of the most well-known <laughs> villains but I don't know if he's ever been in a movie before. No, but I mean, like, I think about, like, see, now I'm going to test myself and fall apart. But I think about the Pounding Sand guy. I think about the <laughs> Goblin Boys. Uh, I think about, um, the Sand guy was always weird to me. <laughs> yeah. So, for, so. You got two different Goblin Boys. You're talking about Sandman, the Sand Goblin, Man. aka the Green Goblin, the mm-hmm. Hobgoblin. That's the one with the pumpkins. Uh, the Green Goblin is known for the pumpkins, correct? Oh, who's, who's the other guy? What's he do? The Hobgoblin. Hobgoblin. Hobgoblin is yellow uh, with oh. the red eyes, and um, he may he may have pumpkins, but I think he's normally depicted with like a sword of some kind oh. that he has. Oh. Uh, but you, of course, you think of Venom and Carnage. Uh, Mysterio's Carnage. up there. The Jackal, of course. You're leaving on a big one. Get uh, Doctor Octopus. Doc Ock is probably Doc. one of my favorites. Electro. Uh, Juggernaut, oh, the Rhino. Is Juggernaut um, in Spider Man? Oh, yeah. Huh. I think of him as being like an, an more X-Man of an X Man thing, yeah. Um, that's, uh, wait, that's somebody's brother. Whose brother is that? Charles Xavier's brother, right? Is that his brother? I didn't know that part. Juggernaut. Black Cat. I get confused. There's a lot of incestuous X Men stuff. Uh, Juggernaut brother. Because then I get confused. You got, no, is it Black, is it black, uh, uh, black Tom or whatever his name is? Is it what his brother? You? It's somebody's brother. Black Tom. You know, the it's one 2018. guy. Um, huh? Oh, God, sorry. African-American Tom. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, no. It's me. I'm making it worse. <laughs> oh, no. There's no way out of this. Uh, you know, the Tinkerer. The Tinkerer. The Tinkerer. The uh, Silver Sable isn't... 
Oh, she's kind of good and bad. I think you she's got, dead. You got Time Bandit. You got uh, Cardboard Girl. Yeah, Cardboard Girl is the you main got, one. Uh, Listeria Meat. Uh, Morbius, the Living Vampire. Uh, X Men. Black. I want to say Black Tom. Yeah, there's Black Tom. <laughs> you just can't. You just can't <laughs> stop. How about Black Tarantula? There's another one. Black Tarantula Cassidy. Yeah. Tom Cassidy. So is he related to Siren? Wait, Cassidy. Thomas Tom. Samuel. Oh, and Craven. We're forgetting Craven. You remember Craven? Craven. Oh, Craven. Is that Craven the Hunter? Yeah. He's got cool pants. Mm-hmm. Let's see. He's in X-Force. And you've heard of the <clears throat> collection of, of villains known as the Sinister Six. Yeah. Yeah. One of the original hip-hop groups. <laughs> And then who am I thinking of? Who am I thinking of from, um, um, is it from Muir Island? You got Moira McTaggart. She's not a bad guy. Muir Island. That's where Moira works, right? And she's got her, she's got her son in the basement. Moira McTaggart. Oh boy, I need to catch up. I need to catch up. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting. Now, at one point, I, I, I'm gleaning some of this from headlines. At some point, Jake Gyllenhaal had wanted to play Spider-Man. I think I, I like the way you're saying it. I think he would have been a good Spider-Man. <laughs> but no, I, I could I, totally see him thing? doing that. Looking at this picture of him, he's wearing a uh, he's standing in front of a big Cartier sign, mm-hmm. and he is wearing a gray suit. The pants are not tailored correctly for him. I'm going to send you this so that you can see uh, this. Oh, it's coming to you. Okay. Uh, and, but he's wearing a red shirt, and I could kind of imagine the red shirt as part of the Spider-Man mm-hmm. outfit. And I, I could see it, when he was younger, he would have been a good Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, look at that! You know, he had that little plucky attitude and spring mm-hmm. in his step like you have today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Especially when I shave. Oh, you look at that! Huh? Huh? Anyway, I don't know how I going, feel about these video mysterious. previews in messages. I'm not sure because yeah. like I sometimes I send people Amazon links. And yeah, no, I see, am. I see the. Pre- well, click it because that's not the outfit that I was even describing. But yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know. Instagram, I like the Instagram preview. So if you show, if you send someone an Instagram link, it'll do that. But yeah, I don't know how I feel about watching a video in in that. Well, it just keeps looping. It does. Okay, I'm gonna close that window. All right, that'll be fun. I like the first one. The first uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. That was good. I like that kid a lot. We've talked about this. I like that kid. Yeah, he's a good kid. Hmm. Any other exciting casting news that I should know about? Uh, what else is going on? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'll, I'll keep keep my ear to the ground. I feel like, um, like I should know exciting casting things. I, I don't read the trades like I used to. I should really get back into it. My wife knows way more about this stuff than I do. She reads about pe- people, persons. Yeah. And, uh, and so she'll, she'll be able to know like who somebody's like ex-wife is. And I'm like, really? I mm. have no idea. She can make all the connections. She can draw all she the lines. She makes all the connections. Yeah. She is the connective tissue in our house. Yeah. Now, who is, now, is Rachel McAdams, is she married to somebody? Yeah, Rachel sure. Rachel McAdams. Well, she's a handsome woman. Yeah. I like that Game Night movie a lot. I don't want to recommend it too much because it, the enjoyment of that movie relies on expecting a small, slight movie. But I really like Game Night. Game Night. I watched it twice. Mm-hmm. It's this new Game Night. Mm-hmm. Game Night. It's got Michael Bluth. Showtime's uh, for Game Night. Oh, it's in the theater right now. Well, it's also on the iTunes. Um, <clears throat> oh, is it? Okay. Co- it's got Coach Taylor. Um, it's, got, it's got some fun cameos. I would say, uh, I would say check it out. She is 
married to Jamie Linden, or it's his partner. Jamie. Partner. So I don't know. But hmm. uh, Jamie Linden is an American screenwriter, best known as the writer of 2006 film We Are Marshall and the writer of 2010 film oh. Dear John. He also wrote and directed 2010 independent movie 10 Years, starring Channing Tatum. Oh, he grew up in Winter Park, cute. Florida. Winter Park, that's Rollins College. Yeah. I almost went there. Let's go walk the campus. Walk the campus. Uh-huh. Yep, yep, yep. Good theater program. Yeah. Um, game night. Oh, I have I have an update, a newsflash. Um, the guy, the guy who was supposed to pay me uh, ten dollars a month to not have to hear about the EMFs and the power and everything like that. Yeah, you had a listener offer to pay you to never talk about your wife's uh, concerns about uh, Wi-Fi. Yeah, uh, he, I've not received anything from him. Has he responded at all? Has no. He, is he? You think he's negotiating? Is he dickering? Well, I think he's stonewalling me. You think he's stonewalling? Yeah, you? he's he's big timing you. I yeah, should say. yeah. He's not. Huh. Uh, no, you know, <laughs> just trying to see if I'm a pushover. Yeah. Uh, is there is there a chance he might have meant it as kind of like a like a gentle joke? No, no, absolutely not. Hmm. He was dead serious about it. Uh, but I, because I haven't received payment yet, uh, I'm going to keep talking about it. Does that bother her that you talk about it? She she doesn't listen to the show. Um, mm-hmm. but I think I've portrayed her in a positive light. I hope I have. Well, so, you know, it's, mm, I mean, she doesn't seem like a total kook, no, but no, she's not a kook. <laughs> uh, she's concerned about the health of my children. Um, so anyway, she, how about the electric company? Did they ever come and charge the, you to take out the thing? This is the thing. This is what I was going to say. They did. Okay. They came and took it away. And um, apparently what the thing was is that it was it was communicating with the power company to, to, to share our power usage that I was mistaken and that I thought that it was doing like a Wi-Fi thing or some little mini broadcast so that when someone came down the street to read the meters that they would pick it up. I was completely wrong about that. What actually is happening is it's it is like essentially a big fat cell phone that periodically sends out a broadcast to the mothership saying this is a current usage. And, uh, and there are people who have actually monitored how frequently they, it does that. It's only supposed yeah. to happen like once or twice a day. Apparently it's doing it all day long and sending, and it's supposed to be 60 times more powerful than a cell phone in the signal Whoa. that it outputs. So if you're, I think there, don't, don't sit on that thing. You don't want to sit on it. You don't want don't to sit on press it. your genitals against it. No genitals. You, you don't want to lick it hard. You could lick it a little bit, but you don't not want to for sleep, sleep with your head resting against it would be a bad mm-hmm. idea. So, uh, it, but it's gone. And, uh, and, and it's, it's, it's history. And she said that the person who came to remove it was, uh, was standing outside for an extended period of time cursing and shouting very loudly and also uh speaking multiple languages so like 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 a like a, a bilingual um, cursor speaking, oh nice yeah huh you don't see that every day but it, the, the good news is it's it's gone and we're free of it and now but the, the nut of it is though that that um well also just to, to your earlier point though i wonder if 
I think a big part of what um, utilities companies are doing now, especially with electric, is the monitoring that allows them to do like you know figuring things out for peak days. And exactly, stuff like, like energy saving and and understanding better the usage, yeah. the power to the people. There's probably something horrible and nefarious where they'll eventually use it against us. But <laughs> like I imagine that's part of why they're doing that. That's a that's a heavy signal. But the nut of it is that now they they pay to, you pay them to take that out, and then you, you pay them every month to keep it out. So, but there's something wonderfully. It's like the mafia. Medieval. There's something wonderfully. No, it's really, it's medieval. There's something medieval in the same way, like people who end up on that, that merry go round of like parking tickets and then they lose their driver's license and they have to drive illegally to get to work and then they get arrested and then they have to get, get bail. That whole kind of sick system we live yes, in now. Yes. You're, you're getting a nice privileged version of that, which is now you're, you're paying them to be billed differently. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's so medieval. It's weird. Like the sheriff could just come in and take your farm because he felt like it. I wouldn't want I him to know. do that. I'll fight him. Don't take my farm. Eminent domain, eminence grease, something like that. Rachel McAdams. Oh, God, she's, she's quite handsome. stunning. She's she's kind of a type. Yeah. Is she blonde always? I thought she had dark hair earlier. Uh, she might have been different in the note book maybe i feel like i've seen her with dark hair she's very charming the chemistry with um her and michael bluth in um game night is very good jason bateman he's always jason bateman you know what i mean oh yeah and he have you seen we talked about ozark right did i recommend ozark yeah yeah i watched a couple it was seen really good i know um that podcast i like to watch one of the guys is like bananas for that show yeah and she was in true detective too oh right the second she was one. in one of the good seasons of that. I thought, or the first, second one. I don't uh, know. Probably first. So I'm going to say second, but Oof. whatever. She was Hard great. She's, she was a stabber in that. She had a knife and cut She's people up. Well, we're already kind of getting at some stuff that I've, from my sods and my yeah, odds. Good. Um, I had a recommendation. Uh, where did I see this? I saw this because my lady and I were like, okay, it's almost bedtime. Let's watch one show. Mm, yeah, right. And she's like, <laughs> and she goes, what's Evil Genius? And I said, I don't know. And I didn't read anything and I just clicked on it on Netflix. Um, and I think after one episode, it looks real good. Um, it's up your alley. I think you would like it. Evil Genius is the w- story about... Hey, I don't want to say too much, but there was a, a very, very, very strange bank, bank robbery, robbery that happened yeah. in 2003. She remembered this because she's the people person. She remembered this. I don't remember this. But it's... Um, it's 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 real it's real good. So Evil Genius on Netflix. Uh, I don't want to say too much, but it does involve um, some some real strangeness and some interesting characters, and just a very very odd situation that happened. Um, and it's it's by, by the time we were a half hour into it, and things kept weird things kept coming up and kept happening. I was like, this feels like a dream. Like it's it was one of those things where like I can't believe this actually happened. It's it's so odd. Um, you got, got any good recent Netflix you like? Uh, I'm in the first episode of that one as well. And uh, oh, what do you think? I, same as you. I think it's very interesting. It's very cool. And I doesn't that woman seem interesting? <laughs> yeah, yeah, really interesting is a good word for it. She's a handsome woman. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, why they, why the, they have to? Why they have to take out his list of prostitutes? Why they do that? That seems that seems uh, kind of just, it's research. The it's, poor guy. The bottom was no spoilers, but like it's like at every turn, this guy's has more indignity, <laughs> more and more indignity piled on, and he's gambles. And there's a shot of him in his underpants. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the guy gets God. around. The guy gets around. He's all seen all over town. And Can you uh, he's forty three. No, he's my new like thing. 60. My new thing is I look at somebody and go, "Wow, I'm older than that guy. I look better than right, him." That's right. my new thing. Uh, yeah. 
the show I would like to recommend is is uh, it is a Netflix documentary called. Well, I don't know if it's a Netflix. It's on Netflix. It's a documentary, and it's called Belief. And uh, Belief. It, there's another show on docu- uh, that is not a documentary. That is something like Beliefs plural or people who believe things or so different. It has to just be belief, and it is a very interesting story. Oh, look at that! Yeah, and uh, it the way that it's done as a documentary is is really interesting because it shows a um, okay. So the full title is "Belief: The Possession of Janet Moses," and the way that it's filmed is very interesting because they actually. It's a reenactment for the majority of it. However, it's not one of those terrible, cheesy reenactments that you watch on like Sunday afternoon when it's raining. No, (laughs) this is really, really great actors. And um, and it just this was really interesting. So the, the summary that they give you is that the documentary tries to reconstruct through a series of interviews of family's misguided attempt to heal a woman's pain through exorcism. Uh, It's fascinating. It takes place in. I, I want to say New Zealand. So mm-hmm. it involves a lot of the ancient culture of New Zealand and the, the sort of spiritual, mystical beliefs. Like Aboriginal stuff. Exactly. And, um, and there's the Maori, I think M-A-O-R-I. Maori. I think, yeah, Maori. Um, so it's very, it's just fascinating of what happens when a very, very large family of, of dozens of people come together to try and help uh, one of their their own who is having some kind of a mental break, um, but it was fascinating. It's only an hour and a half, uh, but I I highly recommend it. It's a very very interesting and sad story, but it's it's it speaks a lot to um, things like how how we interpret our beliefs and and can we you know con- it has a little bit of confirmation bias it has a little bit of crowd mentality and hysteria right. it's it's just really fascinating and it's well worth i think 90 minutes of uh, of your life oh that's so good I, i've added it to my list also on um put it, i put it in the show notes why not it's in the show notes um also heard this on i thought it was more recently than this um but um william friedkin the guy who directed the exorcist mm has a new documentary about exorcism where I think he got to sit in on an actual exorcism. I would love that's one that's on my bucket list now. Really? Yeah. I think that'd be so freaky. That'd be troubling to me. No, I want to see, I want to see all that. Would that be like me going to a Seder? Is that what it's called? Uh, S A D A R not S A T Y R. Oh, like Felix Seder. Right. Like the guy in the investigation. Right. No, I, I think you have to assault over your shoulder for Elijah, right? That one's for Syracuse. Yeah, yeah, Um, I would love you. You're welcome to come to uh, to my seder. Seed open for me. S e d e r. Seder. Mm -hmm. I'll set. I'll set a plate for you and for Elijah because neither of you will show up. What? Will you serve me bitter herbs? Is that a bitter herb occasion? Yeah, I'll give you bitter herbs. (laughs) I got some just sitting around. Ah. I just bought. I just bought some new MSG. I'm pretty excited about. Oh yeah. Yes, pure MSG. It's That's what like you want. Accent. You don't want to cut. You don't want to cut. You oh, want pure. Buddy, you I'm cut telling it you, the science is not going your way on this. Cut it it is sweet, not though. going your way. Yeah. The science is weighing heavily in Daddy's direction. Of of <laughs> me saying that it it causes headaches and makes you have a flop sweat, and you saying I'm it doesn't? not a scientist, Dan. Okay. I'm just I'm just here to share share the knowledge. Okay. I, I ordered some from Amazon that comes in a cute little uh, panda. 
It comes from China. It's in Little Panda. Is that so it, it appears to be less harmful than it truly is? That's the sound it makes. Was that the panda? <laughs> it makes a sound? No, I wish. There's uh-huh. a panda bank you can get. So you get, you get your, you get your bank, salt water. You get a high panda, the afikoman. I bet you panda, could panda find comes it. out a little box. He gets his hand up. He goes, <laughs> we're growing bamboo now, too. We got some bamboo. Bam- we're just Bamboo. Boo. Pound sign productivity. I've ticked off evil genius. Dan, would you like to tell me about something that you like? Ah, uh, sure. You know what? I'll tell you about Mac. Well done. Ugh, bleh, boring. 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 I have a pack coming from Mac Weldon as we speak. I just got mine. Mine just came yesterday. I have a FedEx number. It's being delivered to my house. This is exciting. I tried some new things. I recently did a culling. I, I told uh, <laughs> uh, our friend John Roderick about this. I recently did a culling yeah. of all my non-Mac Weldon shirts. And even my old Mac Weldon shirts that got bacon stains on it. Uh-huh. And uh, so, and I'm, I'm replacing them, getting new white t shirts, those crisp, beautiful white t shirts mm. with the long tail. Mm-hmm. They're on the way. It's on a truck somewhere right now, just sitting there, calling out to me. <laughs> <laughs> Have you tried any of their polo shirts? I tried, mm, I tried one of their kind of lightweight, long sleeve polos but i haven't tried a short sleeve polo is that what you're, is that what you're I just, really? just just got it yesterday and a Ooh, pair of shorts see. too because you know it's summer oh you got to get your summer aesthetic together and uh it's really nice i wasn't sure what it was going to be like um because you know like you read you read the description and the description is pretty good but i'm always a little is bit this the vesper polo yeah let me i'm gonna i'm opening it up oh, right look at now that. it's like a uniform shirt that's handsome yeah polo so they, they have a vesper and then they have a one called a silver knit and I, and I got and intrepid. Then intrepid. I got the Vesper. Oh, I like this. And it, oh, I uh, like this silver knit. What's nice about the Vesper is it's it. it they say it's a breathable micro mesh fabric, which mm. you know I had to I had to try myself because it's Texas and I want it. I want to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's yeah, sure. very 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 breathable. It fits very very nicely. It's super lightweight. I love it when I'm wearing a shirt and I I can't even feel the material of the shirt. It's just like it's. You know, and like you just don't notice it. It's just you don't it's just even you notice know. it. Just you. Yeah. Oh, the I just I put it. I just put an intrepid in my basket, in my bastic. That's oh, look at that. It's got silver X two, XT two. Oh, that's technology. the antimicrobial uh, stuff. Antimicrobial so you don't, you don't stink. Yep. And then I also got some more of my my favorites. The the no show socks. Those are cute. Got to have those. And what they have in them that the first time that I got a pair of them, I I. This is and because this is the way that I am as a person. Yeah. I in the in the back of the sock, they have like a little piece. It's like a little rubberized thing. It's like a little what? They like, have a, like a slip protector, like a slit. Yeah, it's they call it a no slip uh, heel, and oh, and and God. or not. That's not a heel. I don't know what they call it. But it's a little thing. Yeah, yeah. On the no show sock, you got a no slip heel, cushion foot bed, out of sight. Yeah, so it goes over the back of your uh, foot, and it's a little, it's not adhesive, like it sticks to you, but it keeps it from slipping. And what's really nice about this is, you know, I don't know if you've ever worn the no-show kind of a sock, but if 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 that goes uh, goes haywire on you, yes. the sock- You get bunching. You bunch up, and it'll wind up down in the front of your sneaker, which is- No, it's not good. No. You don't want that. So this prevents that from happening. But as soon as I saw it right away, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to like that. I hate that. I already don't even want to try it. I already don't like it. Yeah. And I said, but you know, we got a show to do and I'm, mm-hmm. I, I want to try this and talk about it. 
It's actually you gotta, you gotta great. Feed the monster. It's yeah. great. It's great. And Look so at these invisible ones. I they was, got invisible ones that go even lower. So if you're wearing something fancy like a Dorsey heel, like you can you can get get a, get a full foot look from that. Full foot look. Invisible, no slip heel, anti odor silver, extra low profile. And these things Look you, at the because options. of the silver, they don't they don't smell. They never smell. They're great. I just can't say enough good about them. So that's what I'm trying. And and the pair of shorts that I got, mm-hmm. I've never tried their short sleeve shirt, and I've never tried their shorts. And I thought, you know what? It's time. Mm-hmm, and the mm-hmm. shorts that I got are what they call the the four way. Oh, look at that! Because they say it's for run, gym, explore, gym, and relax. Explore, I won't relax. be doing any running in it. Okay, but I have worn them at home, and I I found them to be so comfortable that I would have no hesitation about doing working out in them as well. And uh, very very comfortable, very lightweight. They've got nice zippers. This kind of construction. Like that if you somebody picks you up by the ankles and shakes you upside down, your chain won't fall out. Nothing's coming out. Look at that. Flip Nothing's coming back. So anyway, if you haven't oh, gathered a zip pocket on the back too, look at that. Well, you got to have it on the back. <laughs> yes, uh, because you don't want someone pickpocketing your wallet out. Shorts, there. your shorts. I feel bad because I know these guys. These jackals are all about the underpants, and they're always talking about their underpants. That's like their marquee deal. I got nothing against their underpants. I own some of their underpants. I'm just here to say, don't overlook the top layers, right? Because they make and and even whatever is going to touch your skin, it should be lovely. They can just use that. That's theirs. You're giving them that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, anything any kind of special deal? Yes. Uh, usually, so because the thing is, you usually are able to go in uh, with our quote unquote sponsors and negotiate a special deal to get something for the listener. So it's not just us, you know, patting our pockets. Right. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, just for the record. No, no. But for 20% off your first order at <sighs> MacWeldon.com, you will use the promo code B as in boys, two is in the number, W is in women. You enter that promo code B2W at MacWeldon.com and you'll get 20% off your first order. Incredibly easy to use website. Even though they have, you know, when they first started, I think they were just underwear and socks or whatever, but now they have lots of different things, but they've managed to keep it. I would say they keep it contained so that you, you're not overwhelmed when you go there. You you kind of go in and say, I think I know what I want. And then it just gets out of your way. Yeah, like if, if classic Apple made underpants, this is what it would be like. Yeah, Because like it used to be you go in, you want a laptop, you got four choices, right? You got the grid, the two-by-two two grid. Right. It's a similar thing here where there might be two or three designs, and then you pick a color and the size, and you're good to go. You just buy it, and you get 20% off with uh, uh, Brothers 2 Walrus. That's right. Code B2W. So we appreciate the support. <laughs> I like this sponsor a lot. Dan. Ongoing support of Mac Weldon. MacWeldon.com. Code is B2W. And uh, we appreciate... Their ongoing support. Thanks, Mac Weldon. Buck, buck. Thanks, Mac Weldon. Some of these um, photos of uh, <clears throat> Rachel McAdams that I'm finding on the internet mm. are photoshopped with her head onto a, a different woman's body. Oh, no. Don't do that. She's so sweet. Don't do that. I'm not doing anything. <clears throat> oh, okay. Sorry. I'm I was suggesting the photoshopper. Looking at the, the internet. She's really handsome. And there's, some, there's some that clearly are her. And yes. then there'll be another one where you can tell that it's her face, but the face has been magically yeah. put on a on a body that doesn't mm-hmm. seem to be it doesn't match with with how she looks in in clothing. Hmm. Oh, <clears throat> okay. Um, you should check out the movie Game Night. It's very good. She's in that. <clears throat> Keep looking for photos. If you find any good ones, let me know. Okay. Um, I want to do a couple reups of tips for things you already know. Uh, the listener, but a couple of things that I am getting so much out of 
And sometimes I'm adding a little new piece of information. Mm-hmm. So you know I love me some uh, Spotify. Mm. You know I love Alexa. Oh, God. You know I love the Echo family of products. Right. Um, something we just started doing in our house that I am loving um, and I say this every week, but one of my favorite things with Spotify is how easy it is to basically throw to a different speaker. So, I mean, I, I talk about that, but I don't know if this is super clear, but I'm on my iPad or my iPhone and I'm running Spotify listening to something. And then I want it to be somewhere else. Well, there's little dingus you hit, sort of like you hit that little AirPlay-ish icon in uh, music or your iPod player. You hit that and then you select where you want it to go. And if it knows about all your systems, my options include throw it to this given Sonos, throw it to that given Amazon Echo, throw it to my TV. My, my uh, TV has a Spotify app. And now the nice thing is when you do that, when you throw to that, it isn't like AirPlay where you've got to keep kind of like, like if you want to throw from your AirPlay, you want to throw video from your iPad to your TV with AirPlay, you kind of got to keep it on and stuff, right? Right. But with this, you're th- the functionality is throwing too. So you can continue, you could control that from any other device or in, and you can get back to whatever you were doing. You can listen to a podcast on the iPad while the thing you threw is now working on the TV. Is that making sense? Yes. I don't know that many things that do this, let alone do it this well. And now here's a neat thing. When I first, I, I was a skeptic about Spotify and podcasts because I'm just so tired of all the different podcast weasels out there. And uh, it's never going to be on Stitcher. Relax. Podcast um, weasel weasels they want to ruin it but you know what's great is if you have podcasts in the spotify you can use this same functionality so now if i don't know of an easier way to do this there are aftermarket skills that you can get for the ecosystem that will do this Uh, you can't do it with airplay but let's say i want to walk through my house and have it synced up and playing through all my different speakers right whether that's sonos or whether that's the Echo family of products, you can now do that with podcasts. I don't know of an easier way to do this for now, and it's great. So I can just be tooling around, listening to the Adventure Zone. It's playing big and bright and loud all throughout the house, and I think it's the best. It's, it's, I mean, that's, maybe that doesn't sound like a big deal, but I don't know of any other pairing of things that works quite that well. It seems pretty perfect. I mean, the HomePod's going to get multiple speaker functionality at some point, right? Well, it has to. I mean, I... You would well. I shouldn't say it has to. I'd say you would think it would. I don't know about that thing. Um, I anyway, I, I really like that a lot. I, I am using Spotify more and more. Loving it, loving it, loving it. I got a family account, so my kid can have her own thing and not not screw up my recommendations with too much Aladdin, right? Yeah. Taylor Swift. I still get a lot of Aladdin. Um, the Aladdin play is very good. They went and saw it at the theater. Oh, nice. Yeah, they really, really, really enjoyed it. The the, the girls went. Uh, so that's my, that's my dumb tip. These get better. I'm starting off with the lame ones. Okay. Uh, another one that like, you know, I use Siri really extensively with Apple TV, um, mainly for finding stuff. My go-to is to tell Siri to find a given thing on YouTube mm-hmm. and it opens up the app and does the search. It's really, really good. I did the most wackadoo thing last night. It was a very, oh, you know what I, I was, you know, who I was searching for Victor Wooten. Woo. Wooten. Victor Wooten. You remember we had a listener who sent us Spider-Man uh, comics that had Spider-Man yes. saving Victor Wooten. Yeah, Wooten. And then somebody Wooten. else had signed it. That's Victor Wooten, okay. who is the only person who's ever been bass player of the year three times. And so Adam Neely had been talking about Victor Wooten. And so I wanted to go hear some Victor Wooten. Victor Wooten is very talented. So I say, I say to Siri, I say, find Victor Wooten on YouTube. Had no problem doing that and pulling him right up. 
Um, if you are interested in the voice control world and are using an Apple TV, I will say something really dumb and obvious, which is go back and revisit all of the things that you can do or theoretically can do with Siri on Apple TV. There's some that I forget you can do. Um, you can say stuff like good stuff. Like you could say, show me project runway season three, episode five, and it'll pull that right up. I've never tried this. Supposedly, you can say stuff like, show me the episode of Friends with Robin Williams, and it'll find it. Um, but you know what I'm just loving? When we're binging, like it's a Saturday, Sunday night, and we're just chilling, we're blowing through some face-offs. Mm-hmm. You know how every show, like it takes a certain amount of time for like, here's what happened last week, and here's a little intro that shows you all the people who've been thrown off the show. And then here's the scene where they sit around drinking mimosas and talking about how sorry they are that Susie got thrown off because everybody loves Susie. Every reality show starts the same way, right? It takes about two minutes and 15 seconds to get through that in every episode. And you know what I keep forgetting about? The jump forward and jump back. Fast forward and rewind. Do you use that? Mm, no. I mean, I, I know it's there, but no, I, I never do that. If anything, I would just click on the right or left side of the little remote to kind of jump forward or jump well, back. Well, that's you can do that. But in is that Hulu, bad? Should I stop? No, but the remote is not good. And in some apps, it's worse than others. I have, I'm using an app now called Broadway HD. It lets you stream musicals and plays. And it is hot garbage. It does not cache in any way. So if you do, you know, the usual thing you do where you hit pause and then you slide real far and click and it jumps to that point. Mm-hmm. You know, we're so used to that working flawlessly on something like YouTube. Yes, it's slow on stuff like Plex for obvious reasons because it's, you know, streaming and, uh, decoding and things like that <laughs> this broadway hd is the worst you cannot do that you can't just go click 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 on the right side we're still in apps like hulu you go click 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 on the side and sometimes it pops up another thing from a different place and now you're in a different area of the app because you hit the wrong area you know what you say as soon as as soon as your show comes up you say uh jump 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 forward two minutes and 15 seconds and it takes you right where you want to go because Brooklyn Nine Nine, they got the they got the cold open, then they got the credits. No, wait, did you say you could jump to a specific time code? Like I don't if, know if, about I don't I don't know about that. I, but you could say fast forward five minutes, right. and it will do that without you having to do any scrubbing. And I, I know that's obvious, and I know you know that, and I know you know no 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 that. But I'm just here to tell you, scrubbing is one of the anything that involves manipulation, careful manipulation with the touchpad tends to be the weaker parts of the Apple TV experience to me. And so, like, I, frequently I use it to launch apps where I'll just do Siri and say open Plex. Or like I say, I'll say, you know, find face off or whatever it is. But that jump forward with Siri uh, works really well. And I'll bet you if you try that for a week, you're going to find you've saved a lot of time over the scrubbing and trying to get it right part. Okay, these get better. These okay. are the, um, they're right, boring to start, but they get you, better. Yeah, okay. All right. I mean, I'm on board three. either way. Tip three. Um, we have talked before here, and I have talked with Syracuse before about this, but I wanted to bring this to our listeners. Uh, we've talked about movies anywhere on here, right? Yeah. This is this banana service where, uh, I mean, I have no idea how these deals got done, but you go to movies anywhere, you sign up for an account and then you authenticate with Amazon, iTunes, Vudu, Google play. Mm Mm-hmm. And to the extent possible, any movie that you have bought in one of those places should mostly be available in all the other other places. As you can guess, for a variety of reasons, this is a great thing. I checked. Uh, I own 342 movies on iTunes. Not all wow. of them. Not all of them. Well, it's mostly older stuff like I bought a while ago. No, I still, really I mean, that's, a, that's a solid collection. <laughs> I mean, I slowed down a lot in the last six months. But uh, right now, according to the Movies Anywhere site, 
Um, our movie catalog and list of participating studios changes. So they, right now it's Disney, Sony Pictures Entertainment, 20th Century Fox, Universal, and Warner Brothers. So if you bought something on iTunes, you can now watch it in Amazon Prime Video. If you bought something on Google Play, you can now watch that in iTunes, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. So that on, on its own is really, really great. I might have mentioned this before, but I want to really, I went in and tested it to make sure this is true, and this is awesome. Um, I think we've talked before. I, I, maybe I'm just verifying something we've talked about before, but I think this is really cool. For whatever reasons, it's kind of weird and ironic given Apple's relationship with Disney in the past, but Disney and Pixar um, have been pretty slow to put out 4K and HDR versions of all their movies. They're doing it slowly. But for example, if you buy Black Panther on iTunes, the biggest thing, you can get HD. You right. get like 1080p. Right. Um, now, if you if you went and bought that on another service, you would actually get HDR. Like you would get the full on like 4K HDR version. Now, a quick quick question for you because yeah, yeah. I know that I don't I don't know everything about 4K and HDR. I have a TV that's 4K with HDR. Um, is it possible to have 4K without HDR? I imagine. I think you can turn HDR off. In my opinion, HDR is the bigger deal. The 4K, personally. I, I agree, and I have a note about how, that. Just how we're, like, if we were up closer or had a bigger screen, yeah. we might, might notice the difference. Um, but HDR, you really notice. When you pull something up, some original stuff from Netflix, it can be super dark, but it's still completely, like, seeable. It's, it's really uncanny. Um, and, you know, you know the deal, 4K, we're talking about, like, number of pixels here. It's a much higher resolution. If it was shot at 4K, it can look crazy, crazy good. And boy, does it ever burn through your bandwidth. But it does look really good. <laughs> now, I did this just for fun. I went and I bought the movie Black Panther, mm-hmm. and I bought it on iTunes. I flipped over immediately to Movies Anywhere. Guess what? Black Panther already showed up in there. I flip over to Voodoo, which is basically synonymous for practical purposes with Movies Anywhere. No lag, it nothing? It's just immediately there? I, I mean, no promises, but like it's pretty darn quick. It's it's quicker than like sometimes it's quicker than like registration codes for apps that I've bought. Right. I was I was really surprised, uh, and I pop over to Amazon Prime, and it's there as well. Now, just to verify, I went and checked this morning. The version that I bought, purchased originally from Apple in the movies app, is indeed HD. We go and open it up in Vudu. Guess what? Got HDR. And what they're calling HDX, which I think is 4K, but it is definitely HDR. The point is that there is some there is some stuff. If you want to watch a 4K version of something that Apple, just because it's not on Apple doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Right. And once you bought it, you may find that you can go watch it even on your regular old dumb TV app, and it'll pop right up in 4K. Does that tip make sense? Yeah, totally makes sense. It but seems like magic, but it makes sense. I don't understand it at all. So here's my full accounting, and this is very very rough. But I checked this morning. I have 342 movies in iTunes. That's not including TV shows. Amazon Prime, I have... Now, this is a weird one. It's 228 items in Amazon Prime, but they do not differentiate TV shows. So mm. that includes stuff like frickin' Dora the Explorer and stuff. <laughs> All right. Um, now, Movies Anywhere and Vudu have exactly the same number, which is 197. So I'm going to say that 197 of 342 is the number of movies that will pretty much generally sync across all the devices. So no, just about two thirds. That's pretty good. Because I, because then I guess those other ones are, you know, not Disney, Sony, Twentieth Century Fox, Universal, sure. Warner Brothers. Right. Who else would that be? That's everyone, isn't it? Disney, Sony, Twentieth Century Fox. They own Universal. everything. Independent stuff, like weird, obscure, old documentaries and stuff. I bet my Sherman's March isn't going to show up everywhere. 
Um, anyway, that's I, I thought I'd mention that. So um, sign up for that because it's really good if you haven't already. But then also realize that you know there may be times where you really you want to start in Voodoo because that's where the highest resolution might be on your Apple TV. Turns out. Well, I wanted to, I have a note about the 4K TVs and HDR. <clears throat> yeah. This is something I found out. Um, I know you've got a, a nice HDR TV. I got one recently. It's a Sony. Mm-hmm. I haven't bought a Sony in a long time, but it was one of the ones that was favorably <laughs> reviewed over on Wirecutter. Um, and yeah. I went to a number of stores and looked at them in the store and things like that. And this one seemed uh, seemed pretty nice. So I got that one. And I hooked it up to the new 4K Apple TV that I got because I said, well, I'm going 4K. I want to get 4K. Yeah. So I bought the new Apple TV, and I'm as an as an aside to this story, I'm standing there in the store, and they're like, "Oh, well, do you want the 32 uh, gig or the the 64 gig Apple TV?" And I, right. I was like, "You might as well have asked me to, you know, list out all the digits of pi as far as I could I go." I was like, "I I, I don't know," and so yeah. I, I like a like a schmuck, I got the 64. I did too, and I don't. I don't, I don't exactly know why know I why. did that. Yeah, because I'm not, as far as I know, I'm not storing anything on it. But what about <laughs> apps? Like my kids have like five games that they no longer play. So I don't know why. I don't know why I got that. I I don't even know how to see the usage of what's even being used on it. But I guarantee you, it's nowhere near thirty-two. <laughs> it's literally a black box. <laughs> yeah. No, it really. So yeah. I, I don't know why I have that, but I have it. Maybe one day in the distant future, <laughs> there'll be a way to, you know, put well, Linux on it or know, something. You and I, I both know the Apple idiot tax where like if you should always get the nicest version of anything you can afford because you'll probably want it at some point. That's what that's why I did it. But I now I'm like second guessing that I just put. Um, yeah, I've had the same question. I just put a um, I just put a an article into show notes written by Renee Ritchie. Oh, God, from 2015. Wow. Surprise. But, it's still um, in print. But, but <laughs> uh, breaking down uh, what 32, and again, this is three years ago, but um, in scanning this, I've heard people say it's for games, but I think a lot of it has to do with caching, like how much stuff it can cache. Like if you have a fast connection, it might cache more of what you're looking oh, at. Oh, good. Maybe it's doing that. So that makes yeah. me feel a little better. Well, anyway, I, I, so I got that, and I brought it home, and I connected it, uh, and uh, I, I was like, okay, I want to see this HDR thing Merlin keeps, like, talking about and everyone's so excited about hdr i said i want to try that yeah and in the tv there's these different menus and i was expecting oh, that it's if, so overwhelming if i had just plugged in a uh a, an hdr like input that it would just see that and be an hdr but it wasn't i mean it looked good but it didn't look night and day better than my older tv which again like it's a better tv all around and i said but still there should there's there's more to this and so, of course, I don't read manuals or anything or look anything up. I just start messing around with it. And then I finally realized I better actually read about this. It turns out that uh, not all of the HDMI ports are HDR ready, if you will. Um, you or, need, nor the cables. Right. So you have to plug it in to one of the ports that is ready for that, which yeah. in my case was not HDMI 1. It was HDMI 2. So I plugged it into... It's almost like a situation with USB, where USB-A will fit in lots of things, yeah. but you may not get the full charging or bandwidth. Right, and the, you don't, you don't yeah. know that unless you, you look, and then you realize that the TV plug where you're plugging in actually says HDR by the 
port, then you're like, great. So right. I plug that in, and then you go into the menu, and you, you at that point, it does see it, and now it's HDR, and it's on, and everything is nice, and it looks amazing. But there was something that I found uh, very interesting about the whole HDR experience is, you know, when you're watching this at night, especially if you have the room kind of darkened, mm-hmm. the blacks are just really, really black and the colors yeah. are so vibrant, but it does it in a way that it doesn't look like it's an effect. The way that the soap opera effect looks like an effect to me and and right. is, is super like jarring. It's more like it's more like being in a theater. Yeah, it's, it's better. I mean, what I know are the whites. The whites are so blisteringly like bright white; right. they could almost be blinding. It's uh, you know, like it, you see, like oh, the white on my old TV was really just kind of smudgy compared to this. It really pops. And I'm not like a, a like someone who really cares about this kind of thing, but it really I wasn't is either. nice. It I really wasn't is either. nice. <laughs> <laughs> but I like it. I like Did it. Did you so. find that confusing though? I mean, I I uh, my I had TV read up runs a Android, bit. Merlin. It runs Android. Mine runs WebOS. So strange. Yeah. And like the icons look like the Android settings oh, app so, icons. Ooh, I, don't, and- I don't care for that. <laughs> mine's not Mine's not bad. It's really not too bad at all. Um, um, but I found that setup kind of confusing. And I did have to go and read some articles to know the right way to choose. Like, do you want your frame rate to match? And do you want all these different things? Now, do you, do you have a sound bar? I I had a sound bar, but it was not playing well with the new TV, so I just put it in the closet. I couldn't get it to work right with it. I've been looking into sound bars again, going to Wirecutter as the recommendation for that. Even though I I don't agree with them on like mics and stuff, I I think they've really got it down in this space. They cheap out sometimes in really dumb ways on Wirecutter. Well, the the you ever wa- notice that like sometimes they're like ugh, like yeah, but you can pay twenty dollars more and get something really really good. Yeah, I don't I don't know why that is. I guess every I start trying sensitivity. To be, yeah. yeah. But like the, the soundbar that they recommended wasn't too expensive, uh, but I've never owned a soundbar. I've never done anything. Apparently you can connect uh, maybe for people who like have a soundbar, this is going to be incredibly boring and, uh, and stupid. But for everyone like me who does not have one, apparently there's two ways to connect a soundbar. One of them is you connect your sources like different Apple TV or other things into the soundbar. And then that goes into the TV, uh, or you can connect things into the TV and then use – there is a special HDMI port out that is meant to be a, like an uh, an HDMI audio return port that you then send that into the soundbar so then any you use the TV hmm. as the switcher. And apparently a lot of TVs – I did that with an optical cable. So I had the TV run everything, but an optical cable ran to the Sonos soundbar. Right. I don't know why you might want to do it over HDMI instead. It's an option. But one of the things that I found was that if you're plugging things into the soundbar, that when they go out to the TV, a lot of those soundbars don't support 4K. They only support – uh, 1080. So hmm. just something to note uh, as, as you're doing this, but I'm... Why would I, the soundbar need to have video support? Because I guess you're plugging things in through that and it's chaining them up for you and you can use it as some kind of HDMI switcher. Apparently, I don't know why you would want to do it's, that. But it's just enough to gum up the works. Apparently. But I, That's so do, interesting. Do you, do you, like, is a soundbar a better thing? Like, should I have that? Um, I hate to admit it, but yeah. Yeah? I mean... The one we had a Sonos one and it was great because now you're out of the like stereo in the room business 
And especially if your TV's up a little higher. Uh-huh. If it's in our case, the soundbar was like right next to the TV, so it was very. I mean, it took up a lot of space and was really close. So we don't have a big footprint there, but the sound was tremendous. Um, and uh, it just listening to music was so much more fun with a soundbar. And if you ever want to put on, like in my case, I had those, these two other little small Sonoses that they'd sent me, and so you can use those as like. Not what are they called? Like satellites, like surround sound speakers. Mm-hmm. So if you're ever watching something very surround soundy, you can put station those. And were the Sonos they wired or were they wireless? Did you say wireless? See the the the, the Sonos the Sonos little satellite boys were wireless. The sound bars with an optical cable. The sound bar that wire cutters are recommending has a That's wireless correct. subwoofer and then wired little satellite speakers. And I, I feel like why. Why would you do that? Why not have it all be wireless? Yeah. It's there's my wife. My wife has extremely good taste. My wife has very, very, very good taste, and she would really prefer. Yeah, the Sonus is their best soundbar. Yeah, look at that. Um, uh, we do not want to have extraneous wires everywhere. It makes no. my wife kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I mean, the Sonus is very costly. I would not have bought it if I wasn't already grandfathered into the Sonos system from them sending me a few free speakers. Um, but I, I really like that a lot, and I would like to try and reintroduce it if I can make it work with our TV. I was having trouble getting it to like be controlled by the TV, mm-hmm. and a, a listener told me that I shouldn't have any problem with that at all, but I never figured it out. Um, and, you know, the, the speakers, I'm not that picky about sound. I don't have like a surround sound system or anything. Right. I mean, you know, we live in a shared building. Like, I don't want to blow people out with my Avengers or whatever. <laughs> right. But it can make a great, a really, really great difference. Um, I wish, I wish Sonos would thrive. I wish that they could do great things. I, I don't know what their future is going to look like. You know, put, putting Amazon into Sonos was very cool. I mean, because Amazon's kind of table stakes at this right. point. Yeah. But like, I'm not sure. It's going to be a tough market for them in the next three to five years. I think. You know, because they're not super fancy and they're not super easy to use. Right. They're kind of in this weird spot where like none of the umbrellas cover them. It's like. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, no, I can I can recommend it. I should give you mine. Yeah, like I don't like shipping things. Drive it over. I'll just drive it on over. Take it over to uh, yeah, stick it in your stick house. it in your backpack and walk it down. You stick it in your backpack. <laughs> I have a very I have a very large backpack. I know I know you do. You live in San Francisco. I don't apologize to anybody. Everyone there has a bag. I uh, I would like to tell you about something that is such a great addition to Hulu. Um, yeah, this I, is something that sounded really interesting. Well, you made a little joke at me, but this was actually a legitimate finally. Because <laughs> like, there's so much that sucks about the Hulu app. Like, and The reason I complain about it is because I use it a lot and I love the service. But, God, we tried to watch the Warriors game the other night, and the streaming was garbage. It was so bad. But anyway, the app's the worst. Let's just get clear about that. Yeah. But they just made a real, real nice improvement to it. Uh, it just rolled out recently. I discovered it accidentally. Because uh, basically, when you're watching, what Hulu has lacked up to this point is any kind of a channel guide like you would expect from the 70s, 80s, 90s, aughts, teens. A channel guide, right? Like you go to channel three on your cable system and you can see all the stuff. You go to the channel guide on your TiVo and you can see all the stuff. And it's in order by however you want it ordered, usually by channel number. Mm-hmm. They haven't had that. They have all these like bespoke editorial groupings, which are like, you know, live TV. Um, you know, movies, you know, sports. And it's like, ah, just get, or you can go to networks and then like one screen at a time. You, it's just, it's been the worst. They added a great new thing. So obvious, but thank you for adding it, Hulu. Now, when you are watching a show, 
as ever, the typical model. You slide down from the from the top down to get the stuff like subtitles and things like that. Uh, it used to be that when you swiped up from the bottom, mm-hmm. you would get a semi-useful, not really useful, here's what else is on horizontal view with giant thumbnails. Fligida, 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 fligida. <laughs> and and I, no, not in any order that I could discern. It wasn't alpha. It wasn't recent. It wasn't favorites. It was just, I, it was a garbage fire. And they made such a nice addition, which now is when you flip up from the bottom while you're watching Hulu, the first thing you see is recent channels. So flip, it comes up, and whatever channels you've most recently been watching are now there in a vertical view, like a person. You can like just say, oh, I want to go back to CNN. I want to go back to TBS, whatever it is. It's all right there. Or you tab over, and you get all channels, and it's all there, again, in a vertical view. Why do we hate vertical views? Vertical views are so good. Going up and down makes most, so much more sense than going left and right. Anyway, they've added that. It's called... Uh, live guide live guide i'm so happy live guide and i'm so glad that it exists it makes me really happy i tested that this morning so that definitely works i'm i'm with you on the vertical view i don't know why we're sort of in the trend of horizontal views we've been scrolling for a long time tv is part of that Apple tv is so heavily anything it's the worst just going through like seasons and episodes of shows flick it flick it flick Mm -hmm. it it's murder um yeah, it's strange. And there's all, there's always in all these apps, it is strange some of the desi- design decisions that they make about what to make hilariously oversized and what to make hilariously tiny in terms of type or images or stuff like that. I don't know. I mean, it's just it's I feel like maybe TiVo has ruined me on this stuff forever, not least because it gave you a no-look remote that was masterable. You could become the master of the TiVo remote. See, I think that's exact. That's exactly what Apple was thought they were doing with the Apple TV remote. I think, and failed. But I think that's exactly what they were doing. They said, "We well, give them a little touchpad. They won't ever need to look at it. They'll be able to get all around without ever looking at it. You can click it. You can swipe on it." You can- yeah, why would anybody want like a physical keyboard? Why don't we let them wave a baton around in yeah. a minority report fashion? That'll be that'll be so much easier. Just wear but a like, big click, glove. Click, click buttons. I mean, you know, what's nice is with the the remote for my TV, the actual LG remote, it's got two modes. It's got click on buttons mode, but if you wave the remote around, a cursor appears on screen and you can manipulate it like a mouse. So you can do either one that works for you at any time. Mm-hmm. Which is really great. So it's got like, you know, a gyroscope or whatever in it, like a like a Wii, like a Wiimote. Oh yeah. It's so much better than the Apple one. But the Apple one, I mean, eh, anyway. Um, but, yeah, I'm with you. I, I imagine that is because TVs are wider than they are tall. And when you're across the room from it like that, manipulating a handheld device, you want nice big targets. I guess. And I guess that makes more sense to go left to right, right to left. But the up and down makes so much more sense to me. Oh, and then also, they kept in the old other feature. So if you go to, say, recent channels... And you vertically go up and down to go between channels, click, 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 sort of. And when you're on the channel, it then shows you what's up next on there. So you could click to record that like you would uh, with a TiVo in 2001. So yay, finally. Thank you, Hulu. (laughs) Only what, 17 years later? Oh boy, they get some buffering issues. Hulu Live Guide. Oh, these are are these too boring? It's too late now, but. No, they're not too bad, right? Wonderful. You know, friend of the show and um, occasional, I think, sponsor, uh, Eero, just uh, released a new thing. What did they did do? See this? They got a new thing. They just uh, I just got the update today. They're uh, just doing a new thing called Eero Labs that looks interesting to me. 
Aero Labs is, you know, like any of these things, it's where they're going to put their little funky beta things for people to try out. Mm-hmm. And you can sign on to that. And they just introduced something. I'm, I'm kind of bringing this up to ask you if you know exactly what the hell this means and whether it's useful. Um, they have plans in the pipeline to come up with uh, what's called band steering, like deciding, you know, should you be on 5G instead of 2.4? Right. We're going to try to, like, keep you on there. Uh, that's that's going to be great. Uh, they're going to offer DNS caching to speed things up. The one they've added, the one thing that's in labs right now, it sounds interesting to me, but I want to ask you if it's, like, a thing. Uh, smart queue management, SQM. Do you know this term? Uh, I mean, I've heard of it, but I'm not, like, an expert in, in this. Um, I mean, it sounds like what it's doing, well, let me read what it says from their blog. It's in show notes. Um, Unlike a traditional quality of service feature, which only allows specific devices to receive priority bandwidth at the expense of others, um, smart queue management works automatically across your whole system, removing confusing manual steps from the process and making the overall internet experience better at any given moment. While Eero can always handle simultaneous connections with, with SQM, performing tasks like backing up large amounts of data won't potentially prevent you from also streaming 4K content, playing online video games, and simply browsing the web. Right. So basically, so load, load balancing would be the wrong word, but it's it's allocating resources to like who really needs it. Right. Without- most people are familiar with something called QoS or quality of service, which I think you mentioned just a second ago, which basically what you could do, and this would require manual configuration to do it. But let's just say that you were a gamer. You want Skype, you want Skype to win. Or you want Skype to win, right. So so if you have a computer where you're like, anytime I'm Skyping, make sure that connection is really fast and strong. And if, if I'm Skyping, but someone in the other room is watching Netflix, give me the priority bandwidth. Give this particular computer running when it is running skype on this one port give that priority at the expense or at the cost of taking bandwidth away from other devices on the network and apparently i mean that that's something you kind of had to go in and hard code and configure and say i want this service going to this computer uh to have priority um based on what you said and what i i know about it a, a little bit uh, it sounds like this is kind of a smarter version of that, where instead of having to go in and say, uh, please prioritize this kind of bandwidth to this co- this particular computer, that it, I guess, intelligently understands uh, what kind of uh, like who, bandwidth who, who, and, who, and who should get priority based on what the thing is that you're doing. Right, like it's not going to... Well, you know what? I am just purely guessing. My guess would be that not all animals are created equal. Right. It's going to know that if this is this, this kind of this kind of device with this kind of signal is going to require this kind of stuff, and like it's not going to harm your doorbell to get a little bit less bandwidth right now, right? Because doorbells are already very low bandwidth. Um, I mean, I'm intrigued. I'm glad they're doing that. I recently did the IP6 on there, and I, and I don't know if it's made any difference, but I did that. Good. IPv6, they call it. Yeah. 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 I uh, just got a couple more um, little ones, um, including I, or not including Foo. Oh, f- <laughs> sorry, I got three more. Okay. Uh, Spark, which is an iOS email app that I use, uh, and also a Mac app that I'm have, having trouble configuring today. But Spark Two is out and has some neat features. Um, I put the link in uh, to a story on Mac Stories that goes into a lot of detail about this. But there's some neat little neat little things in it. One of the things I thought was kind of cool, kind of creepy, is you can now generate a link to an email if you want to share it with somebody. That just like presents it on a web page. They've also got numerous uh, ways of collaborating. Um, if you're like doing team stuff, um, you can do that. Teen, teen, don't you? You and my Irish friend Ben, you're always giving me the stick. It's the it's the email app for teens. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Anyway, Spark Two is out, and it's pretty cool. 
I think they're a little backed up today. I was having trouble getting my email verified, but um, that's a pretty good app. That's the app I use for email on iOS. It does you know good stuff. It's got snoozing. Um, oh, the big thing on Spark for Mac is there are a ton more integrations. Spark is not as crazy over the top as like Airmail in terms of integrations. Um, I mean, some of those apps are like Emacs for email. It's just mm-hmm. nuts. Mm-hmm. But Spark does have some new integrations, do stuff with Dropbox, what have you. It makes it pretty easy to take your email and turn it into other stuff. Um, it's pretty good for that. Readle has some good apps. So that's Spark. That's really mostly all I got. I also got a new th- uh, light therapy light I'm trying. Uh, this is this is one of those lights that you would use in the like the darker times of the month or when it's rain or, or year and then when it's rainy and you do that and it like that or is it more yeah. like if you're feeling feeling a little bit down and you do it both primarily the first originally now I had tried a Philips version of something like this probably four or five years ago and not only did I not notice a difference it didn't really feel very capable of making a difference it was really it was what the size of I mean it was like a little bigger than like a three by five card maybe a five by seven card mm-hmm. um, and it, it was uh, I thought it was cool because it was nominally chargeable and then runnable on battery but you get basically one cycle out of it this one is definitely not chargeable um but it it packs a lot of lux it's a ten thousand lux light therapy <laughs> energy lamp and boy does it ever put a hurting on your eyes yeah um and i'm gonna try it they say it takes a couple weeks for it to uh to know whether it's making a difference but to be honest i've been listening to a podcast with um brett terpster was interviewing my friend alex and they were talking about how these make a huge difference for them trying to do more with getting bright light in the morning. Um, maybe not for everybody, but uh, I just thought I'd mention that. I'll report back on uh, how that goes. Yeah, I had a question for you about Fitbit. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> if people were wanting to get into the the, the, the whole sleep tracking racket, mm-hmm. what would be a good device? Maybe it's not a Fitbit, but what would be the right Fitbit or similar device? Not necessarily one that they're going to use for exercising or something like that, but like what's the right device to get so that they can kind of hack their sleep the way you were talking about. In the I other totally, word? I totally have an answer for this, but first I need to ask you, is it okay if I use one curse word? I want you to, I've always wanted to. Okay. Th- there's a phrase that my co-host Max and Alex have come up with for whenever I grudgingly use something, but I do use it, but I won't recommend it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they call it pound sign Merlin's shit list. Okay. Cause we're, they're constantly like, Hey, should I get this? I'm like, ah, I use it every day, but I hate it. <laughs> Uh, the Fitbit family is like that for me. My Fitbit, my, I don't know how many, I buy like two or three a year because they just fall apart. Yesterday at 5.36 AM, my Fitbit flew off my arm because it just breaks sometimes. Um, you will, you will go through six or eight Fitbits in the time you go through one Apple watch. They are very not great in terms of build quality. That's a bummer. But it is, but I mean, if you baby it, maybe you'll be okay. The one I got, it's like 120 bucks. Um, and it's called the, I use, I use, and if I have to recommend one, I will recommend the Fitbit charge Two, because it's a nice balance between the very tiny, cute ones that are a little too cute that don't do that much stuff and don't have much battery life. On the other end, they've got these smartwatches that are trying to compete with the Apple watch. Some people like those. I think they're silly. The Fitbit charge Two is a, is a really nice balance of those two. It is not waterproof, so be careful, but it does a couple things real well. Um, so I want to put the, this in, in the show notes for people. So it's the, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll put the uh, Fitbit link in and you can add whatever, or whatever and else you and want. And what was the one you were just called it? Fitbit? Fitbit charge to heart rate two. and fitness wristband. Right. Um, and it does, it does a couple things really, really well. I think arguably better than most apps on Apple watch. Um, 
so you get a Fitbit, you set it up. It's really easy. It, it syncs with your phone uh, or iPad. Um, one thing it does really well, well, it's a step tracker, right? At the, at the heart of it, Fitbit was the first, I think, fairly popular step tracker. You try and get 10,000 steps a day or whatever. I try to get 7,000 steps a day because um, I don't want to be healthy. Uh, and, and it does that. It tracks your steps. Um, you don't have to turn anything on and tell it that you're doing a workout. Yes, you can get all of that with your Apple Watch. But you can also have goals for things that you want to do, like you want to have a certain number of workouts a week. Again, kind of like Apple Watch, but here's a nice thing. For the different kinds of workouts that you do, in my case, mainly walking, whether that's weights or running or whatever it is, you can have it auto-detect when you're doing a workout, and it automatically creates a workout for you. So like, how many times have you gone and take, you didn't realize you were going to be taking a three-mile walk, and you go, oh man, I don't get credit for a workout in Apple Watch. Um, you get that in Fitbit. So Fitbit, anytime, in my case, I have a very low threshold. I say if I'm walking for more than 10 minutes, count it as a workout. If I'm working, walking for 10 contiguous minutes, count it as a workout. Um, and another just related to the workout stuff, they just added something finally, that's really cool. If you are doing your workout on your charge too, and you have your iPhone with you, you now get those cool GPS maps, you get elevations, you get all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. that, that comes easy enough on, uh, on Apple watch, but now you get that in Fitbit too. And I did some testing yesterday and it's pretty accurate. Um, it's, you know, as accurate as your phone is, but I, I did a I did a pretty long walk with Apple Watch and Fitbit both running, and uh, they were they came out to exactly the same, like 1.59 miles. Um, so the, that's great. Now, the second big one, first big one, automatic tracking. Um, arguably the bigger one, and the one that keeps me hooked on the stupid Fitbit is the sleep tracking, which is also automatic. So if you are asleep for more than an hour, it counts it as a sleep and it tracks it and it tracks the four different levels of sleep. Was it light sleep? Was it deep sleep? Was it REM sleep? Were right, you awake? Right, right. That's the interesting stuff. It is interesting. And I continue to run that and auto sleep on Apple Watch and underscore David Smith's sleep app just because I, I don't feel like any of them are right. Mm. But I've, I want to keep all keep the data from all of them long enough that I'll eventually be able to derive something interesting from it. But that's that's what the Fitbit is great for. My daughter has exactly the same model as I do, so we share a charger. You don't have have to have too many extraneous dumb chargers. She loves it. Um, but like I say, they are not super rugged. They, they are absolutely not waterproof. They're better than they used to be, but I would try not to get it wet. But that would be my choice. There's other ones they have, like, what's the other one? The Alta, I think, is pretty popular. But the um, charge, it's a little bit bigger. I think it looks better, personally, than the super skinny ones. Um, and that, that's, that's what I'd recommend. It is kind of on my poop list because they, they do some frustrating things, <laughs> but you also, you know, I'll tell you what's crazy is you can also choose to get alerts on your Fitbit, um, via Bluetooth. So if you get a call, you get a message, uh, you can even do it for calendar notifications, um, your wrist will buzz on your Fitbit. So, you know, you don't have to have an Apple watch like this. This is a pretty viable option. If most of what you want is fitness and basic notifications. The crazy part is that I, Really, over 90% of the time, I get a notification on my Fitbit before I get it on my watch. Oh, really? My Apple Watch. Very strange. Um, so I hope they continue to be around and thrive. I continue to buy their dumb devices because I find them really useful. I mean, for 120 bucks or 140 bucks, I feel like it should be a little bit more rugged than they are. I mean, sometimes the band just breaks off, which is super frustrating. That's what happened to me yesterday. But um, yeah, that's what I would recommend. 
Remind me, have you ever done the Fitbit ecosystem? I had a Fitbit a while ago. I don't know. It was years ago that I had one. Um, and so I, it was not the kind that had the little screen on it, which I think is the charge. It was the kind that came up with four, four dots. Right, with just the four dots. And, yeah. and that's kind of what I was wondering when I was thinking about this in general is like, if I was getting something like this to wear around on a regular basis to like track my whole day as well as maybe the sleep, it sounds like the one you're recommending is would be the best choice for that. But is there like a cheaper option of one that's like only going to like that if I was only wearing it for sleep and not during the day, like maybe I want to wear my Apple watch during the day and just to sleep in this, would you still, Oh yeah, I see that. Um, would you still recommend? That's a good question. Do they have a comparison chart? And that's the break in your Fitbit right there. And you just see where it just rips right off. Yeah. No good. Um, let's see. Do they have comparisons? I think Alex had the Alta HR, I just don't know which, whichever one has, depending on what you're looking for. Like, I know not all of these will do the GPS tracking. Not important, probably. My minimum for this, whatever you do, make sure it has automatic sleep tracking. Let me see if I can find out which ones those are. Um, you don't have to, yeah, they, they, you, I, I bet you can get these for under 100 bucks. Fitbit automatic sleep and then just just to be clear, because it's people are going to ask, um, it does not natively work with Apple Health. Um, I have an app that I purchased called Sync Solver, and Sync Solver is an app that uh, will sync your Fitbit data with your Apple Health. How do I track my sleep from Fitbit Help? Um, let's see. I'll put this in notes. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if anybody's got a suggestion, um, hit us up. I honestly don't know that much about them. No. You know a lot. You do actually do. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like a you know a pie, a very thin slice of pie. I know a lot about a tiny bit of a large thing. You know? Yeah. That's all you need. I, I've been tempted. We pay cash for videos. Videos at DailyMail.com. It's still animating. Oh, my God. Jake Gyllenhaal still animating. Um, oh, in, in the chat. That'll go forever had an ad in it um i i hope i am so happy with the series three apple watch i mean as you can see from that horrible photo i sent you like uh what do you call a horologist what do you call a watch fan excuse me oh yeah no that's right <laughs> one who makes a study of holes yes <laughs> yeah the hor- hor- horology i am a horophiliac i adore holes um <laughs> Uh, it ain't going to be for people who like fancy watches like Dan. It ain't purdy. No. But even their, even their smartwatch ain't that purdy. I got some okay reviews, but you know, I, I'm, I'm really super happy with the series three watch. There's still a lot about that drives me nuts. Um, but, uh, yeah, the Fitbit just works better for, for the automated stuff for now. And, you know, and you don't have to get into the, if you do, if you just want to watch for doing fitness and sleep, like you don't need the whole, like, if you don't want to get messages on it, if you don't want to like do productivity tracking on your watch, you don't need it. Yeah. Although I did see an interesting article today. Where was it? And it was basically this, an article about Apple Watch. Uh, was Apple Watch found a surprising home? Yeah, here it is on Quartz. This is an interesting article. The Apple Watch has found a surprisingly useful home. And it's basically, it's about people who can't be looking at their phone fairly often. Right. I, I guess it's kind of obvious in retrospect, but how great it is for people like people who work in retail or flight attendants that basically, you know, you can get with a flick, you can kind of just check in on what's going on. Right. 
you can't really be seen, I guess, as a flight attendant, you can't be seen just playing with your phone the whole time, but you can sort of check in on things in, in, like, uh, in a way that's not going to be um, distracting over so. I'll right. put that in there. Sure. Yeah, get it. Oh, uh, that's mostly all I got. Mm, yep, that's mostly all I got. Okay, good. Well, that's a lot. an hour 15 out of that. I not know. too bad. Not bad at all. Our thanks to Mac Weldon for yes. sponsoring this episode of Back to Work. Dan Benjamin. Thank you. Yeah. Merlin Man. Should we button it up? Let's do it. Okay, I love you. Love you too, Merlin Man.